Hey, yo, say hello to the back Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The gold, gold system. The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Welcome to TNA Chat Live with your host, the Bronx Father, Tony Mirabella. Oh, yes, oh, yes, it's Thursday night. That can only mean one thing. Coming on here with TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Talk a little bit of Impact Wrestling from tonight. Welcome, guys. Uh, tonight's show, I thought, did a lot better than they've done in the last couple of weeks. I really enjoyed it. Some good wrestling, some X Division action. The return of Chris Sabin, who lit it up. Uh, didn't look like too much ring rust on this guy to me at all. I mean, just, you know, a decent show. Sting and Hulk Hogan mending fences. Now, before I get carried away, guys, we're going to do things a little different tonight. Normally, I talk a little TNA, and then we take your phone calls, and we still will. However, over the weekend, a certain person decided to give the Bronx father a call and wanted to pick my brain. And when you hear this person speak and you look back to impact tonight, kind of eerie, guys. I'm telling you right now, because on with me right now to give some knowledge, to drop some some insights on you as only he can. He is the original founder of this show, the original host. He is also the original host and founder of Wrestling News Live. Please welcome back to Thursday night's The Trade Dog. Guess who's back? <laughs> Don't piss me off! They say I'm cocky, and I say what? It ain't practical. 
bragging motherfucker rip it back it up they say i'm cocky and i say what it ain't bragging motherfucker rip it back it up yeah real scary we had planned i guess saturday afternoon for me to come on with an idea that i had uh, that I had talked to Bronxy about, and we just bounced. I mean, I bounced the main idea off of Bronx, and he helped me fine tune it in some areas that I I missed or overlooked, or he thought of something better. And then tonight's impact kicked off, and the way it started was just the way our idea started. And then a little bit later on, Matt Morgan with a title match. Uh, or a number one contender match. And I'm like, now, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is starting to get scary here. But without giving everything away, going to be on here with you, Bronxy. I agree. Tonight was a pretty decent show. Um, you know, it's just kind of weird because impact can be so heavily aces and eights driven even when it's not. And I thought tonight they did a good job of mixing in TNA business and mixing in Aces and Eights business and not cramming it down our throats. But even with them not out, you know, in the public eye, it seems like just cutting a couple promos and backstage segments, it's, it's like, oh, really? Come on. And I think it's just because I I love the idea. I even love the biker theme. I just think they got the wrong guys in the group. You know, I mean, it would be like, it would be like having Depeche Mode show up and play at a Motley Crue concert. It's just not right. It's not the same. So I I guess it's just because I'm sour on the guys that are in the group, not necessarily the idea of the group. And I think that probably is the way a lot of TNA watchers and TNA fans, those that are out there, feel. Because I know everybody's ready for this to be over. And I am too. But in order for them to end Aces and Eights, they've got to be really careful, I think, because if they don't do it correctly with what they've got invested in this, it could really blow up in their face. Well, what they did tonight that they've, to my knowledge, I can't remember them ever doing. It was it was real small, it was real tiny, but with the whole Delo shit, they planted a little bit of a seed of dissension because now, obviously, if you guys didn't see Impact, well, we're going to spoil it, of course. Delo loses an I Quit match to Kurt Angle, and his uh, Aces and Eights colors were on the line. Delo came out and he, he tried to cash a check that his freaking mouth couldn't cash. And he ended up getting screwed. And we have lost the trade dog. Awesome. 
So hopefully we'll get Trey back on. You got to love Skype, guys. But yeah, as I was saying, it was the first time we actually saw some dissension in the ranks between aces and eights. And I mean, you talk about an ego, you know, trying to fucking just uh, an I quit match against Kurt Angle, really. And when I first saw this and I saw aces and eights around the ring, my first thought was, for the love of God, somehow, some way, Kurt Angle is going to tap out. And thank God that didn't happen. I must say, they didn't make D'Lo look like a pile of shit either, because D'Lo basically stayed in, in, just wouldn't give up, man. It took everything Kurt had to get D'Lo to give up. D'Lo looked good. You know, I have I don't remember seeing him wrestle in recent memory. So, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad at all. Um, but now, you know, uh, Bully Ray says next week, I'm going to deal with this motherfucker. You know, I'm going to take care of business. And, you know, I can't believe you got Bully in the back saying, I can't believe that, that he said I quit. And, you know, they take shit seriously in biker gangs. You, you put your colors on the line. You know, I don't know a hell of a lot about biker gangs, but I mean, shit, you know, that, that's a big deal. It's a respect thing. So we'll have to see where that goes. I could almost see a scenario where D'Lo is quote unquote fired from aces and eights. And what you end up getting is he begs Hulk for his job back. You know, I can see that happening too. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's definitely going to, you know, change some things. But Sting and Hogan mending fences, you know, Hogan coming out at the beginning of Impact and saying to Sting, look, brother, you know, last week we used to be boys. I don't like the way this went down. You know, come on out. Sting comes on out. And Hulk Hogan basically tells him, you know, me you know, making us be apart when we should have been together, when we should have been fighting these guys together. That was my bad. And, you know, I'm sorry about that. And basically Sting says it's all water under the bridge. And Hogan wants a triple threat match next week against three members of Aces and Eights versus three TNA guys. And he charges Sting with putting this together. You know, you pick the guys, brother. And that's what Sting's going to do. But, you know, wrestling was good tonight. It was a better overall show than they've had in a while. I mean, the last three weeks. And I think the reason for that was, like Trey alluded to, it wasn't that aces and eights heavy. Um, you know, that's the main gist of it. We got the trade dog back on the line. Where did I, can you hear me at all? You're good, man. What did you, what did, did I say anything? I mean, I heard my intro and I started talking and I never heard anything after that. My fucking shit froze up. Well, I heard you fine. I mean, I got every word you said. Um, you talked about impact and everything. After the intro, everything was cool. I heard every word you said and then you just went away. You just dropped. Well, I'm just saying, Bronx, are you there? Bronx. And I didn't hear anything, so... I assumed my shit was frozen and you couldn't hear me. No, I heard you. I, the great thing is we got all the important stuff. Everything when we were talking about our idea, I got. But then you just went kaput. And, but, 
you know, everybody heard the main gist of, of what you were saying about this fantasy booking idea. And I just went over impact a little bit. What, what I was talking about when you dropped was how, you know, uh, Sting and Hogan made up tonight, obviously. You know, they said it's water under the bridge. I talked about how it was good that the show was, like you said, a little bit aces and eights light. And I also talked about the future now of D'Lo, what this is going to mean. Well, I kind of look at Kid Anderson as a guy who, it, this is if I were booking, if I had the, if I had the Magic Ink pen. Next week, I would have, you know, bully say, you know, look, we can't have this, blah, 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 blah. You know, you, you made us look bad. Nobody makes the family look bad, blah, 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 blah. And I look at Anderson as a guy who wants that position. He wants to be the VP. Um, either that or Devon, one of the two. And I can see them saying, all right, well, we've got our hands full with Team Sting this week. But next week, we're going to have a match, Aces and Aces versus Aces and Aces, to see who's going to be the, the, the vice president of the group. Because it's an important position. You know, should Bully Ray fall or should Bully Ray whatever? You know, it's like like the vice president's next in, next in command. You know, you got to have a a strong person there. Well, I mean, if we're, if we're going to... So, I'm sorry, Trey. Go on. No, go ahead. I was just saying, man, I don't know why. I felt... When I spoke to you over the weekend, it started clicking in that old nostalgia. I started thinking back to, the, you know, when I first started listening. I think if, if we're going to get this rolling, which we are, and we're going to really break this down, I think it's time to go old school, Trey, and check this out. The longtime listeners will remember. There you go. On the old fantasy booking harp. <laughs> well, here we go. And now feel free to chime in if I mess up here because it's been a few days since I came up with this idea and I did not write it down. So it's all still stuck in my head. But anyway, I approached Bronx on Saturday with this idea. And I, I was afraid because not knowing what they were going to do tonight on impact. I thought, man, I hope they don't do something. I hope we don't promote this. And then they go and screw up by doing something that makes this not make any sense, which they didn't do. Uh, they kind of did, but not really, not really. Um, so re remember as I'm telling you this, that, that this all came about on Saturday last week. And I was thinking what we got to do is we've got to find a way to get rid of aces and eights. And the best way to do something like that is to cause internal conflict. Um, with that, I mean, plant the seed within the group and let them disintegrate from within. 
And the other reason that that makes sense is because everybody in TNA has tried to take them out and failed already. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into this. Um, the way it started out, the way I wanted it to start out, if this is this is if Dixie Carter were to call me and say on the phone, Trey, we've kind of painted ourselves into a corner here. We we know you're good with ideas. We need you to write TNA to get us out of this and on to the future. Okay. Here's how I would do it. I would have started off tonight's show with Magnus, Kurt Angle, Sting, James Storm, Eric Young, and AJ Styles, all in Hogan's office, and Matt Morgan, all in, all in Hogan's office. And Hogan would say, guys, look, you know, they rubbed our noses in it last week. I don't know how many times I went back I, while watching this show. I heard a commentator or a member of Aces and Eights say that they've taken out all of our heroes. You know, um, they've killed all of our hope by taking out all of our good guys. All the heroes are gone. And they're right. You know, as a group, they have taken you out. And individually, they've taken you out one by one. And a lot of you, they put on the show, but you're just coming back. And with that, I, I just, I'm at the end of my rope. I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know how to fix this. I've got an idea, but I'm going to need help. And if you guys have any ideas, feel free to let me know. Well, AJ Styles at that point just turns around and walks out of the office. Kind of like what he's been doing lately. Sting goes to get him and Hogan's like, let him go, let him go, let it go. And then Morgan chimes in. I told you last week, if you saw Impact last Thursday, you'll know what I'm talking about. I told you last week, if you want to get rid of Bully Ray and you want to get rid of Aces and Eights, all you've got to do is give me what I deserve, the number one contendership and a chance to face Bully Ray for the TNA world title. You cut the head off the snake. And the rest of the state dies. And Hogan says, look, you know, giving things away is what got us here in the first place. Trusting people is what got us here in the first place. This is my fault that we're in this situation. This is my mistake. 25 years ago, I'd just go out and call Bully Ray out and, and whip his ass myself. But that's not an option right now. I can't do that. And I'm not going to give anybody a number one contendership just to give it to them. And Hogan's going to look at the rest of the room. Anybody else got any bright ideas? And nobody says anything. And Hogan's going to turn to Morgan and say, all right, Morgan, I tell you what. I'm going to go out to the ring and let everybody in on my newest idea. But I'll go ahead and let you know now. I'm going to go ahead and let you have what you want. Because even though it's not the right thing to do, if you're successful, it would be the right thing for the company. 
I'm going to give you your match with Bully Ray. Not this week, but next week. You and Bully Ray, one-on-one TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And Morgan says, that's all I could ask for. He turns around and walks out. They go to commercial. When they come back from commercial, Hogan's going to come to the ring. Hogan's music hits. He walks down to the ring, calls out Sting, says, look, you know, I wanted to do this face-to-face in front of God and everybody. You know, shit got way too crazy, way too fast, and it's all my fault. I basically feel like I opened the door and let Aces and Eights walk in and take over our company. And the sad thing is I'm having a hard time figuring out what to do next because everything I've done lately has turned to crap. The one thing that I should have never done was turn my back on you. And Sting's going to say, you know, it's all good. Water under the bridge. (laughs) Kind of like what he did tonight. I know that's the part that I I was telling people was because you guys got to remember this is almost word for word what Trey was telling me over the weekend and how did impact open tonight. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, I was being worried myself. I was like, my house is bugged or something. (laughs) Um, But Hogan and Sting are going to hug it out, bro hug. Everything's good. And then Aces music is going to hit. The guys from the Aces and Eights surround the ring. It's just Hogan and Sting on the inside. Bully Ray slides in with a microphone and says, Sting, put down your bat. We're not here to fight. I'm just here to talk to my dad. And Hogan's going to scream, stop calling me that, blah, 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 you know. And Bully's going to say, so you got a new number one contender. You finally made up your mind that Jeff Hardy and all these so-called TNA heroes can't get the job done. And uh, you're going to have to go with Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan's going to try to take us out. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm okay with the fact that you're naming the number one contender, although they didn't earn it. However, if you're going to name the number one contender, I think it's only fair that I get to name the stipulation. And Hogan's like, I don't know. I don't know. Bully Ray's in a fuck with him, call him dad, and goad him into it. And Bully says, here's a stipulation. Next week, world title match, me and Matt Morgan. If Matt Morgan wins, then... The Aces and Eights will 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 just ride off into the sunset. No more problems. However, if I win and I beat Matt Morgan, your new number one contender, then at the pay-per-view, when I face Jeff Hardy in a rematch for the world title, I want it to be a lumberjack match with aces and eights surrounding the ring as the lumberjacks. 
And Hogan's like, I don't know, I don't know. And then Bully goes on to talk about Brooke and gets Hogan all fired up. And Hogan says, you know what, Bully, you got it. You got it, because it's not going to matter. Matt Morgan's going to win that match, and he's going to take you out, blah, 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 blah. So now we're set up with a title match next week. Matt Morgan, Bully Ray, with heavy stipulations on the line. If Matt Morgan wins, Aces and Eights is no more. If Bully Ray wins, Lumberjack match against Jeff Hardy at summer or at, uh, the pay-per-view, Slammiversary, and the Lumberjacks are all Aces and Eights. So, Hope says, I'm glad you feel vindictive, like, or, or I'm glad you feel vindicated, like, you got your way. However, we're not done here. And Bully's going to say, what do you got for me, Dad? And Hogan's going to say, well, Sting and I were talking earlier, and I came up with this idea, and he likes it, so we're going to run with it. We're going to make history here in TNA. To my knowledge, this will be the first time it's ever been done to the World Heavyweight title. And Bully's going to say, what do you got? What do you got? Hogan says, well, we're going to implement, since I can't beat you physically, and you so you take it so-called, take it out of all of our heroes physically, I guess the only way to get to you is mentally. So here's what we're going to do. By the power that I have as general manager of TNA and Impact, we're going to implement a new law called martial law. Martial law means... That at any time, 24 7, 365, if anybody on this roster can pin you one, two, three, anywhere, they become the new world champion. And once somebody pins you one, two, three, and becomes the world champion, martial law will cease to exist. Therefore, you can't turn around and pin that person to win the belt right back. Once you're beat and you're pinned, martial law is over. It will no longer be in effect. This will last through Slammiversary, at which time, if you're still champion, we'll revisit this and go somewhere else in another direction. Well, he flips out. Bully Ray flips out. Talks about how he's got all the backup he needs, blah, 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 blah. And Hogan's going to remind him, well, that's good. Because I hope that you're uh, as tight with your boys as you think you are. Because with the way this works, martial law, you know, anybody, and I do mean anybody on the roster, can pin you. And become champion. So when you go back to your clubhouse tonight, you're drinking some beers with the boys, and you go to crash, you better sleep with one eye open. How well do you know your boys in Aces and Eights? How well do you trust your brotherhood in Aces and Eights? Target's on your back, Bully Ray. And it starts right now. You know, and Farley brings up a point when you and I were talking. And if you remember what I said... 
yeah, this is like, yeah, it is. It's like the, the WWE hardcore title. And my fear, which I told to Trey, is that the IWC might shit on this and say, oh, it's a ripoff. But here's the deal. It was Jim Cornette who said you can reuse a good wrestling angle like every decade. How long has it been yeah. since WWE had a hardcore title? And it works because this is for the world title and it puts dissension in aces and eights. If you can't beat him physically, fuck him mentally. So now, back at the clubhouse, you show some promos of aces and eights and guys like Anderson and D'Lo just talking, you know, about what's been going down. And Bully Ray is just, I mean, nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. I mean, just every time he sees somebody talking, what, what are you talking about? You know, what's going on? What do you guys, are you, are you planning something? You know, he, he's just overly, overly nervous. Uh, anybody in Aces and Aids stabbing him in the back. And he's just super paranoid, super paranoid. What are you guys talking about? Well, we were talking about the new guy. The new guy? Yeah, the new guy. What new guy? Well, there's a new member of Aces and Aids. We finally convinced him that it was in his best interest to join us as opposed to being against us. And uh, he said he'd be here soon. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. The new guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they lay it on thick. There's a new member coming that they've been talking to. Everybody's going to, the way that it's going to play out is that they want to make everybody think that it's AJ Styles because they've been offering him the vest. They've been offering him multiple chances to join the group. Bear with me, I'm lighting a cigarette here. <laughs> now, let's revisit where we're at so we don't get lost. Hogan and Sting have made up. Hogan has named Matt Morgan the number one contender. Not this week, but next week, there will be a match between Morgan and Bully Ray for the World Heavyweight title. Stipulations on the match are if Bully Ray wins, then his match with Jeff Hardy at SummerSlam, Hardy's, uh, what you would call it, rematch clause. Jeff Hardy's got a match with Bully Ray at SummerSlam. If, if Bully Ray beats Morgan next week in the match that Hogan set up, then it's going to become a lumberjack match at, at Slammiversary with Jeff Hardy, and the lumberjacks will be none other than aces and eights, giving them what would seem to be the superior upper hand in the match. Yes? Now, on a side note, if Matt Morgan wins the title next week on Impact, the stipulation is aces and eights will disband and you'll never see them again. They'll ride off in the sunset and disappear. We've also now shown some promos I'm sorry. Now we've also got Hogan in, 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 in installing the new martial law in TNA, which means 24 7, 365, anybody can pin Bully Ray and become the champion. Anybody on the roster. And once that person does so, 
martial law is over. If Bully Ray loses one, two, three to anybody on the roster due to the martial law act, martial law is over with. Therefore, Bully can't turn right around and pin that person to get his title back. There's a reason for that. Now we've shown promos of the Aces and Eights hanging out at their place, and Bully is overly nervous because he's not sure if one of his guys will stab him in the back or not. And he overhears Anderson and D'Lo talking and immediately freaks out, only to find out that what they were talking about was the newest member of Aces and Eights, how he'll be here soon, and that he finally decided to join them after them asking him several times. They've convinced him that it's in his best interest to be with them as opposed to against him. That's where we're at. Now, I think we're ready to go to the next week's impact, yes? Let's do it. All right. So now we're at the impact a week later where we're going to have our World Heavyweight Championship between Bully Ray and Matt Morgan with all the stipulations on the line, including the World Heavyweight Championship. Fast forward to the main event. Aces and Aids are... Bully says, look, guys, let me do this on my own again. I'm the world heavyweight champion. You know, people are talking about how if it wasn't for aces and eights, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be the champion. I'm going to prove all these internet bitches wrong, blah, 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 blah. Just stay here. Don't interfere. I got this. Now, between where we were last week and where we are this week, Several jobbers have tried the martial law and failed. Nobody's been able to pin Bully Ray one, two, three, but several jobbers have tried. Bully Ray comes to the ring. Matt Morgan comes to the ring. Time to start the match. They're having a great match going back and forth, a good 15-minute, 20-minute match. And they're really on commentary playing up the stipulations. They're also playing up the fact that Jeff Hardy hasn't been back since Bully Ray took him out. And that his first match back will be next Sunday at the pay-per-view. So match is going on for a good 20 minutes. Back and forth, back and forth. Great match. No interference from anybody. And then all of a sudden, Matt Morgan's getting ready to hit the carbon footprint. And from out of the crowd, sliding into the ring is the newest member of Aces and Eights. And he takes out Matt Morgan, allowing Bully Ray to get the pin. One, two, three. Bully Ray wins the match. The newest member of Aces and Eights slides into the ring wearing new Aces and Eights vest. Arms held high with the champion as the rest of the game comes to surround the ring and celebrate with Bully Ray and the new member of Aces and Eights. And the new member of Aces and Eights is 
Matt Hardy. Dum dum dum. Next week, several people have tried to take the belt away from Bully Ray with martial law. Nobody's been successful. He's even more paranoid now. He's even more paranoid about being anywhere but, you know, his office in the the Aces and H compound because he feels like he's got to watch his back all the time. Matt Hardy goes to the ring, cuts a promo about how Hardys have a reputation and how the Hardys have a legacy and how Jeff got beat and instead of getting back into the ring, dusting himself off and being a man, he tucked his tail between his legs and went home and cried like a bitch. <laughs> and if it wasn't if it wasn't for the fact that he's got a rematch in his claws, he doesn't deserve a rematch at Slammiversary with Bully Ray for the world title. And Matt Hardy just gets in the ring and runs Jeff down, blah, 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 blah. Now, Bully is, again, I mean, freaking out, sweating bullets, visibly shaken because everybody's coming out of the woodwork to try to take this title. So now we fast forward to the pay-per-view. I think this would be a good time for a break. Yeah, man. Let me let Thank you catch you your breath. What I think we should do is take a break, let you finish up. And you know what? I don't, I don't give a fuck. We're having a good time. If we go long, we go long. We'll finish this up after the break, and then we'll open the phone lines, and you guys can call in and tell us whether we're geniuses or the two dumbest bastards you've ever heard in your life. How's that sound? Yeah, that works. All right, guys, we'll be right back with more TNA Chat Live. Myself, the trade dog. It's fantasy booking night, baby, right here on the SNS Radio Network. His charm is so contagious, vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is... J.J. The most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library, 
and it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that is taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. This is TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. What's up, guys and gals? This is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and actually, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out. And now, back to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Whiskey Bob, Jessica. Table, it's really loud. 
right, everybody. Back here with you, TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. I'm the Bronx Father, your host every week here. But joining me tonight, and if you've heard the first part of the show, he's on fire tonight. The Vince Russo of the SNS Radio Network, ladies and gentlemen, the motherfucking trade dog. Well, I don't know about the Vince Russo of the network, but like any good radio show will do, let's reset where we were before we went to break as we're trying to come up with a plan to kill aces and eights and move forward so that the company can go on to the next step on the ladder and not completely blow up because they've got so much invested in this right now with the aces and eights, uh, you know, and people are tired of it from everything I read and see and hear. So we're playing pretend as if Dixie Carter called me and said, Hey, Trey, I've painted myself in a corner here. I need your help. We're going to turn the booking over to you. Please get us out of this. Okay. Well, here we are. Sting and Hogan have made up. When they were making up in the ring, they were ambushed by aces and eights. Bully Ray finds out that Hogan has named Matt Morgan number one contender and that the next week at Impact, they'll have a title match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Bully says, well, if you're picking the person, I'm picking the stipulations. Hogan agrees. The stipulations are... If Matt Morgan wins the the championship match, Aces and Eights will disband forever and ride off into the sunset, never to be seen again. If Bully Ray wins the match, then they get a Lumberjack match at the pay-per-view where Bully Ray is scheduled to face Jeff Hardy. Hogan then informs Bully Ray that he's invoking a new rule in TNA, because obviously nobody there can beat them physically. They're going to do it mentally. And by doing that, they're going to end what he calls the new martial law, which means anybody, anywhere, 24-7, 365, seven days a week, whatever. If anybody on the roster pins Bully Ray, one, two, three, they become the automatic world heavyweight champion. Now, as soon as that happens, Martial law is no longer in order. That way, Bully can't pin somebody and get his belt back. He tells Bully Ray that he hopes he trusts everybody at Aces and Eights and that he knows his brothers as well as he thinks he does and that none of them stab him in the back. Now we move on to the championship match between Bully Ray and, and Matt Morgan. They've been teasing a new member of Aces and Eights. That new member of Aces and Eights slides into the ring and costs Matt Morgan the title, giving Bully, Bully Ray the win. And that new member of Aces and Eights is none other than Matt Hardy, who the next week comes out and cuts a very, very vicious promo on Jeff Hardy about how Jeff took his ball basically and went home and was too big of a pussy to deserve a title shot at the pay-per-view. It's a good thing he had a rematch clause. And that the Hardy's name is a legacy. And as long as there's a Hardy able to wrestle, by God, there should be. And he feels it's his duty to carry on the Hardy name 
in professional wrestling. And that's why he chose to come back and join the Aces and Eights. Now we're going to the pay-per-view. That's where we left off. Time for Slammiversary. Time for your main event at Slammiversary. Bully Ray versus Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy comes to the ring. First time we've seen Hardy since Bully Ray took him out with the hammer on the ladder, and they carted him off on a stretcher. Bronx, are you with me? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just I'm just letting you do your thing, man, because this was originally your idea and I greenlighted it. You know, I we spoke together and now it's getting to the point. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. Now it's getting to the point where the listeners need to empty their bowels, because what's about to come next is going to have a lot of people shitting their pants until you hear the result. This is the good shit right here. Now, remember, as we're telling you this, that I came up with this on Saturday because I was sick all week last week and didn't see Impact Live. I waited until Saturday where I felt good enough to sit and watch TV for a few hours. And I watched Impact, and then later that afternoon called Bronx with this idea that we're laying out to you, the listeners. All right, here we are. It's pay-per-view time, Slammiversary. Hogan's music hits. Hogan comes to the ring. Walks over and sits down next to Taz and puts on a headset. There's bickering back and forth all night between Hogan and Taz. And then Hardy's music hits. It's time for him to come to the ring. He comes down for the first time since he was laid out and taken away on a stretcher. Aces and Eights music hits. The Aces and Eights members come down along with their new member, Matt Hardy, and circle the ring. So now you've got Hogan at commentary, and you've got the Aces and Eights surrounding the ring as Lumberjacks because Matt Hardy helped Bully Ray win the title match against Matt Morgan, and that was a stipulation. They continue to play Aces and Eights music. Bully comes out by himself with the title. Walks down, gets in the ring. Jeremy Borash does the introductions. Ding, ding, the match is on. We get a good 30-minute match between Bully Ray and Jeff Hardy. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Hardy's only been thrown out of the ring a few times, and both times that he was thrown out of the ring, Aces and Eights beat on him a little bit, including Matt and threw him back in the ring. Now, here's where i got to make sure I get this right. As we're coming to the finish of the match, Bully Ray and Jeff Hardy basically take each other out. They do something like a crossbody that takes each other out. They're both laying down as the referee's doing the standing ten count. Yeah, double clothesline. It could be it could be anything, but you know, bottom line is it looks like we're gonna get a double count out. Just as we're about to get a double count out, Hardy starts to get to his feet, and Bully starts to get to his feet. Hardy goes back down, and Bully is standing, and it's almost like, oh my god, they're gonna do a standing count out. 
Well, as Bully's trying to climb up the ropes to get up to his feet, Anderson slides in the ring and hits the mic check on Bully and tries for the pin. One, two, and then Matt Hardy and the rest of the Aces and Age guys on that side of the ring slide in and pull him off and pull him out of the ring. Now, while this is going on, the Aces and Aids guys that were surrounding the ring are now kind of surrounding Anderson as if to say, what the hell? What are you doing? Remember, martial law is in effect. So anybody that pins Bully becomes the champion instantly. Anderson, being the asshole that he is, sees an opportunity, tries, and fails. Now the Aces and Eights, their attention isn't on what's going on in the ring. They've circled Anderson as if, you know, they're going to whip his ass and beat him for trying to be on to, to beat their leader. As they're doing this, Jeff Hardy hits the twist of fate. Then Jeff Hardy climbs the top rope. Jeff Hardy hits the swanton on Bully. Hebner's right there. It looks as if Jeff Hardy's about to make the pinfall. As Jeff hits the swanton and gets back to his feet to come back and cover Bully Ray, Devon and D'Lo see this and jump up on the apron, distracting Earl Hebner. So now Hardy is pinning him one, two, three, and there's no count because the official is distracted by Devon and D'Lo. Hardy sees this and gets up off of Devon or off of Bubba, goes over, D'Lo and Devon basically pull him out from underneath the bottom rope and commence to whip in his ass. At that point, Bully starts to get up and Matt Hardy slides into the ring and hits the twist of fate on Bubba, on Bully, taking him out. And Matt rolls out of the ring to grab Jeff and throw Jeff back in. Now Matt has turned on Aces and Eights, and he was a plant all along to try to help Jeff in the main event at Slammiversary. Yeah, turnabout's fair as play. Matt, right, and as Matt hits the, the, the twist of fate on, on Bully, he slides out of the ring to grab Jeff, only to be attacked by the Aces and Eights Lumberjacks. There's all kinds of chaos on the outside of the ring. Bully Ray is laying in the ring all by himself, looking up at the lights. Hogan rips off his headset and attempts to go to the ring. Taz and after them bickering during the whole match, Hogan lays a haymaker on Taz and knocks him out. Hogan then runs into the ring, slides up, covers Bully Ray. One, two, three. (laughs) And here we go. Due to the martial law, Due to martial law that he put in place, Hulk Hogan has now become the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Aces and eights 
are seen carrying themselves out of the ring or and out of the arena, going through the crowd, all hurt, all, you know, helping each other get out of there. As Hogan, who looks shocked, Hardy, who looks shocked, are all standing in the ring with their arms in the air as the yellow and red confetti falls from the sky and Slammiversary goes off the air. So now what we've done is we've gotten the belt off bully. We've had internal fighting between the aces and eights. Now they are no more. That, that's the death of the aces and eights. The internet now goes ape shit nuts. Oh yeah, it cra- it. Cra- I mean, ISPs all over the planet crash. I mean, the Dow Jones crashes because of the internet traffic of bitching that's going to go on. Due to Hogan's popularity and age, it even makes Sports Center. TMZ does an article about Hogan winning the belt, and how everywhere he's been, he's the world champion. The internet's going ape shit nuts. Everybody's bitching, crying, and complaining. To which Thursday night, Impact starts. The first thing you hear is Hogan's music. As Hogan walks to the ring with Brooke and the belt over his shoulder, he comes down to the ring says that he would like to thank some people for making this possible. Calls out Jeff and Matt Hardy. They come to the ring to Jeff's music. The Hardy boys are reunited. Hogan personally thanks both of them for their part in helping in helping them get rid of aces and eights. He welcomes Matt Hardy to the TNA roster and explains that Matt Hardy was his idea all along and that Matt was a plant placed by Hogan into the Aces and Eights and they never saw it coming and then tells both of them for their efforts since they were so helpful. They are now the new number one contenders for the TNA tag team title, which they go on to win. Reuniting the Hardy Boys, which is one of the hottest tag teams ever. And good for business for TNA. And then Hogan takes off the belt, lays it in the middle of the ring. Then says that he is no longer the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. That the belt is being held up. And they're going to have a TNA World Heavyweight Championship Tournament where everybody is invited and they start a bracket to name a new TNA world heavyweight champion with the match. Sorry, Trey. Go ahead. I'm saying with that match culminating at bound for glory, of course. Right. And to which in the grand scheme of things, the one guy that I don't think ever got a fair shake was James storm. James storm becomes your new world heavyweight championship. New your new world champion. And there is no aces and eights. And now we're back to business. Yeah. And what's great about this is you swerved. See, I like this. And it's because, and it's not me, you know, because it's Trey, you know, 
just going with whatever he says. I, I honestly like this. I mean, you can't, you can't do really anything else. This would be great because you'd swerve the IWC. You'd piss them off. Hogan will win the title the next night. Like I said, forget about watching Netflix. Forget about going on YouTube because the internet would crash with people going nuts. Oh, Hogan's the fucking champion again, motherfucker, this and that. But then if, if Hogan will be willing to do it, and I think at this point in his career, he, he knows he really can't go full steam. He does do it and just lays down that title. Then the IWC is like, holy shit, Hogan's doing something unselfish. So this is why I and He like cuts it. a promo. Hogan cuts a promo saying, hey, look, it's an honor to have been champion here. You know, I wish I could have wrestled here in my prime. I wish I could have been you know, a member of this talented roster. And I'd like to be able to go on and defend this title, but I'm not the man I used to be. And Hulkamania will live forever, but eventually Hulk Hogan will die. And right now, after hip replacement and numerous back surgeries, and the fact that I'm not as young as I used to be, I am a smart man and I'm going to do the right thing by the business and denounce the title and put it up for grabs in a TNA World Heavyweight Championship tournament. Yeah, I mean, it works. And, and like, you know, we go back to what we said earlier. What was spooky is it wasn't set up exactly the way you put it out there. But tonight, if you look at the way things went down, again, I reiterate, Sting and Hogan making up already a little bit of dissension in aces and eights with, you know, D'Lo opening his fucking mouth and losing the Kurt Angle. You know, you've got that. And you've also got, you know, just Hogan. Yeah, Matt Morgan, exactly. You know, Matt Morgan is, is now, you know, H Hogan acknowledges him. And he looked like a million bucks tonight, Morgan. You know, really great. It looks like tonight they set things in motion, and I'm liking it. Like I said, the last couple weeks, you know, Trey, I don't know if you've heard the show, but I was, I've was i been a little bitter on TNA myself. But tonight, I did enjoy it for the wrestling. I thought it was really a decent show. They, they had aces and eights, but kept them to a minimal, which I think maybe they're getting the pulse of the IWC and saying it's a little too much. Let's slow it up a bit. So who knows, you know, who knows where we're going to go. We might get something similar. We might not. Well, there's my grand plan scheme. So I like the fact that in the main event at the pay-per-view, you know, Matt Hardy slides in, helps his brother, swerves everybody, <coughs> swerves the IWC, <coughs> and then you get the big swerve. At the end of the night, with Hogan winning the belt, and what that does is, I mean, it's 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 done to get everybody talking. Number one, number two, it's also done to get the belt off Bully. Number three, uh, if anybody deserves it, I mean, as far as deserves it through what they've been through, it's Hogan <laughs> due to the storyline. Because I mean, Aces and Aids have fucked him over every time he turns around. Plus, you know, 
by the business and, and history, you know, Hogan can now be the, the guy that's won everywhere he's been. He's been the world champion everywhere he's been. You know, it gets everybody talking between Sunday and Thursday. It makes ESPN, TMZ, major news outlets, USA Today, you know, what are we in a time machine? Hulk Hogan, world champion in a wrestling promotion, blah, 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 blah. Everybody thinks Hogan's going to be the champ and defend the title and run with the belt, but he's not. He does the right thing. He drops the title, says that he's going to hold it hostage for a world championship tournament, the right thing, and says, hey, look, I wish I could do this, but I can't. I'm too old. I'm too beat up. I'm too banged up. 25 years ago, this would have been great, but I'm not the same man I was 25 years ago, which is the truth. Yeah. I mean, look, none of us are going to be the same when we're, you know, Hogan's age. I mean, come on. You know, the guy's been through numerous surgeries. I mean, shit, it's not a work. It's, you know, it's the truth. The guy can't go on the level he used to. But, you know, I I love it. Like I said, I I was totally behind this. You know, I changed up a few things. It's to the point where, you, you know, it's funny. And I'll just say this. And then I say we... Open the phone lines for a little bit. Let these guys call in. Tell us, you know, what they think. But, you know, it's funny how you and I sat here for like 30 minutes and we hashed this out and we agreed on everything and everything was cool. And I think a problem in wrestling today, and I'm not just talking about TNA, is where, you know, if it's two guys in a room coming up with an idea, they'll be able to agree on everything pretty quickly. Yet a third guy, it takes longer. A fourth guy, a fifth guy. Finally, you got 12 motherfuckers who all have to agree on a storyline. It just ain't going to happen because everyone's going to want their two cents. I think you need to minimize, you know, the freaking, you can't have too many people in charge. Two, three guys booking, writing, they'll get shit done. Ten guys booking writing, it becomes a lot fucking harder. Right. And that's what I said, you know, Monday night on WNL. You know, all you need is one guy to have an idea and another guy to bounce it off of. And that's all you need. And that's all TNA needs anyway, is two guys with wrestling knowledge. Don't go the WWE route of getting, you know, a guy from Friends and a guy from Steel Magnolias to write your script. Get wrestling people, people that have a background in writing wrestling or know wrestling, know the product, to give the fans what they want. But it takes two people. One person can't do it alone because he always thinks his ideas are right. You bounce it off of somebody, and like I did to you, and you say, well, what about doing this? Yeah, I like that. Let's go with that. Or, no, I don't like that. It doesn't get us where we're going. But, yeah, let's open up the phones and take some phone calls. All right, sounds good to me, guys. If you want to call in, tell us what you think. You want to say we're crazy or you want to say you love it, whatever. The phone lines are now open. Call now to talk TNA Live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. Or just add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype if you're really adventurous and you can call us that way. Uh, I'll check the emails in a little bit, Live at snsradionetwork.com, real simple. But, you know, like I said, you know, let us know 
what you think of, of our idea. Well, really mostly Trey's idea. And if you like it, and if, you know what, you want to amend it and add shit or subtract shit from it, let us know. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 I want to see what people think about Harney and Hogan being used in this, because I think that's where everybody's going to have their beer face. Yeah. You know what I like tonight was I think it's cool that James Storm is going to be the special guest referee next week. Mm-hmm. You know, that's cool. At first, and I'm going to say this, at first, now at first, when they announced who the special referee was, I, my first thought was, God damn, James, why don't you get some more of some other people's business? You know, and I thought, don't they have an idea where they want you to go and where they want you to be? And then I thought, wait a minute. Both of these teams have taken him out recently on numerous occasions. It's time for him to, you know, get his revenge. I and mean, that's what it is. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, going back, I even like, you know, Robert Rude said, I, I was willing to take out my best friend with a beer bottle. I busted it over his fucking head. You know, what do you yeah. think I'm, I'm willing to do? You know, the, the tag team division in TNA, unfortunately, I feel like, and the same goes for WWE, it's diminished to a certain extent. But, I mean, when Chavo and Hernandez come out, wrestling-wise, they're, they're a great team. But, I mean, Chavo, just, I like the guy. He's a great guy, but his promo skills are like, ugh. I don't know. Man. I had read somewhere, I had read somewhere a while back that the original, um, what do you call it? What do you call it? What do you call it? My brain's, I'm, this is usually when I go to bed, so my brain's kind of. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, what's his name? Hernandez and Homicide. I had heard that Homicide was coming back, and they were going to put him and Hernandez back together. Hmm. And that all made sense. That all made sense because a little while back when I heard that, there was a stipulation that on a, on a match somewhere where if uh, Guerrero and Hernandez lost, they were no longer allowed to team together. Remember that? Yes. They went on to win. Which threw me for a loop because I had heard, yeah, thank you, Ace. I had heard that LAX was getting back together. I, that'd be now. cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm down with that. I think they're a great tag team, but that's where I thought they were going. And the sad thing is, really, is that Rude and Aries are in this tag team division solely because Aces and Eights have the world title and they're eating up all the airtime. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, once that's over with, that's 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 kind of like taking off tight underwear. Once <laughs> Bully Ray loses the belt and Aces and Eights goes away, you can take off that tight underwear and feel free again because then it brings everybody back into play for the world title. Anybody can challenge. Anybody can, you know, get involved because you can do anything storyline wise. You can't. As long as Bully holds that belt, he's with aces and eights. You got to be careful of who you put up against him. Very picky. Well, I mean, what was interesting tonight is, you know, 
like I said, the D-Lo thing threw me for a loop. And I remember in the chat room, and you know what? I'm going to call guilty here. I think sometimes I get that IWC syndrome where I start bitching before I give it a chance. And and that's a personality flaw I'm going to have to work out. Because when Aces and Eights started interfering in Kurt Angle D-Lo, I said somehow, and mind you, I'm an idiot for thinking this, Kurt's going to tap. Kurt's going to submit. But the more I, I, I really sat down and thought about it, I said, no, no way. D'Lo has been talking wow. too much shit. And I'll tell you what, I'll give D'Lo credit. They made him look good. They, they didn't really bury yeah. him. You know, No, it was a great match. It was oh, a yeah. great match for both guys. And it could have gone, technically, it could have gone either way. Storyline, I was pretty sure that Kurt Angle would have to come out on top. I mean... This guy just got back, and he's talking all this shit so he can lose? No, ain't going to happen. Well, I mean, Kurt's one of those guys where, like, you know, he's one of those motherfuckers. If, if he, you know, gets in your face in an alley and says, give you, you know, give me, give me your money. All right, Kurt, here you go. Just leave me alone. Kurt's a bad motherfucker. And when you come out and, well, you, yeah. you, you know, you challenge this guy to a fucking... I quit match. And what was cool was D'Lo starts tapping and the announce team says, oh, wait a minute, you can't tap. You actually have to say I quit. And then the ref puts the mic up to D'Lo and he find, he actually says it perfectly clear. I quit. I can't yeah, take it and, no more. And the ref, the ref even told him over the microphone, you can't just tap. You can't just tap. You have to say it. And you even know. with Matt Morgan taking the loss, Trey Dog, how Good did he look tonight? I mean, holy shit. I, I, I like the fact that it almost reminded me, and I said this in the chat, and I know people are laughing shit all over this, but it reminded me of Bret Hart Austin, where Austin just couldn't go anymore and passed out. Matt Morgan never submitted. Well, yeah, but the difference in that is I think that, and I'm just off the top of my head with JJ not being here to back me up. I'm pretty sure that was longer than a 15-minute match. Yeah, it was. Sure it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, can see, I, can, I can see where Austin could run out of gas due to the pain and not submit. Matt Morgan, for a guy who was so amped up in the promo before the match about how it had been forever since he's been passed over and looked over and finally getting his chance, and as shit crazy as he was to that reporter backstage, you know, for 15 minutes – a match. He ran out of gas and tapped out and passed out to, you know, the Scorpion. I mean, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bitching. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it was a little weird because it was such a short match that he would pass out like that. Well, yeah. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but you know what you could even do? It'd be like next week, Matt Morgan's all pissed off. He still hasn't picked a side. And maybe somehow, you know, he and Sting meet up, and Sting just extends his hand and says, listen, you know, I understand that, you know, I beat you last week, but I got to give you your props that you didn't submit. You know, you, you, you went to the freaking end where you just passed out, and I got a lot of respect for, you know, for you for that. Maybe he shakes Morgan's hand and Sting walks off, and you just see Matt standing there just kind of looking. Here's, you know, what you, here's what you can get for next week. The show starts with Matt Morgan in Hogan's, law, Hogan's office. 
pleading and, and, and crying and whining about how he never gave up. He never tapped out. He wasn't pinned. He wants a rematch. Hogan doesn't grant it. Hogan says, no, you had your shot and you missed it. Sorry about your damn luck. We're moving on. Morgan is leaving Hogan's office in the next segment, or later on, you see Sting and Morgan meet backstage. And Sting says, Look, man, you know, it was a great match last week. Could have gone either way. You know, I really I have a lot of respect for you now that I didn't before. And extends his hands and says, How would you like to uh, join me and Kurt Angle and get your hands on Aces and Eights and Bully Ray? And at that point, due to the fact that Hogan has snubbed him, he pulls his hand back, doesn't shake Sting's hand, and says, screw you, you're on your own. Yeah, I like that. And I also like where, you know, AJ, you know, we didn't even really work that into it. You know, AJ got called out tonight by Kurt Angle, who said, look, next week. AJ could, AJ could be the third member. He could come out and be the third member of Sting and his team. And then, you know, as the match is coming to an end and you're about to get a winner, AJ just flips out and beats up Kurt Angle and Bully Ray and walks out. Yeah, that could work. The fact that we have a lot of material to work with, I think, is a good thing. You know, it it shows what they did tonight as far as, you know, advancing things and, you know, setting things up i mean for the first time in a long time tonight they got me interested in what's going to happen next week especially with next week being a live show i want to know what happens and that's good that's what i said before you've got to have the old wcw cliffhanger you gotta have it it's just the way it is yeah that's the way soap operas work it's the way daily soap operas work you know, they're day, they're they're on every night or every afternoon, and I guarantee at the end of every soap opera, there's four or five cliffhangers that you can't wait to see what's going to happen tomorrow. That's how they hook the audience. Yeah, and I mean, wrestling is, you know, like you said it in the past, it's a soap opera for guys. Instead of, you know, settling our shit, you know, talking, we beat the hell out of each other. That's what it should be. All right. And well, it's a soup opera for God. Instead of trying to sleep with everybody's wife, we just beat the hell out of one another. Yeah. And, I mean, let's not forget, man. I got to tell you. The knockouts division, I don't think it's at the prominence that it was a few years ago. But I think they're getting there. I mean, you you got Taryn Terrell. Oh, God, she's hot. You got Velvet, Mickey. You've got... A few gals in there now. I like, and I love ODB as ref. I think that is so great. She fits that so perfectly. You know, I'm glad that they didn't continue on with what I thought they were going to continue on with. You know, the King of Sleaze. I mean, that first match he refereed, I was like, you know, dude, it's going a little too far. I couldn't take any more of that. That that guy gets on my last nerve. Yeah, it's too much. I also like, and I want to bring this up. I like Big Robbie T. 
you know, going out. And, if they don't fuck around, if they don't fuck around in this stupid feud with him and Robbie E for too long, then maybe yeah, he can move on to do something. But right now, he's just standing in quicksand. Man, just go back to calling him the freak. You know, the freak Rob Terry. I mean, he proved it tonight. You know, he can go. And I'll tell you, he's gotten better. He's still not a fucking dynamo in the ring, but he's gotten a lot better than he was. I, I enjoy it. Robbie E gets on my last nerve. I know you're a fucking Jersey Shore fan, but it's like he's one of those guys oh, where. Yeah, but... <laughs> he He's annoying as piss, too. He's one he of those. playing a character. Oh, I know. I mean, he's one of those guys where, you know, I'll buy the pay-per-view to see him get his ass kicked. Right. Well, I guess nobody's going to call, so I'm going to say goodnight and wrap it up from here on my end. Why you no call? Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. I don't have any emails either. Um, but I, I'll say this, man. It's been fun. You know, if if you guys want to comment on Facebook or send me an email next week, let you you know, let me know what you guys think. About what was discussed Put it tonight. On Facebook so I can read it. If you like it or not, let me know. Yeah. Anybody, you know. Those of you archive listeners. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, I know we opened the phone lines a little bit late tonight, but, you know, it was cool to do something different and have you come on. And, you know, I, I anytime you want to come on, man, I love it. And it was a great booking scenario. I'm worried that. They did a lot of the shit you mentioned tonight. Someone at TNA is going to hear this, and they're going to do exactly what you said, and you won't get a royalty check. <laughs> That's fine. As long as they do it, I'll take credit for it. Well, it won't be the first time, my man. No, but it won't be the last, I'm sure. So, With that being said, I'm out like a fat kid playing dodgeball. Have a good night. Bronxy, it's been a blast, and uh, we'll, I'll see you next week. All right, man. Sounds good. Have a good night. All right, guys. Trey's out. And you know what? I'm going to get out as well. Been a good show. Enjoyed it. Check out all the shows here on the SNS Radio Network. Um, today, Running the Ropes. The archive should be up soon. Tomorrow night, the open book returns. I hope I have this time right. 10 p.m. Eastern, a special time. Open book live. Check it out. There is an archive up of the Elite Force podcast with JJ and Mindwipe and Walkie. Check that out. Download it. It's a blast. I was able to listen to part of it, and uh, I will be able to listen to the rest hopefully tomorrow. Really, really good show. All the other podcasts, Beyond the Bell, uh, just check out snsradionetwork.com. They're all there. You can find them real easy. Next week, of course, Wrestling News Live. Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain. The Midweek Elite Force Podcast. And next Thursday, TNA Chat Live returns right here on the SNS Radio Network. Same time, same channel. 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. Mountain. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to see Iron Man before next week is out. Definitely Iron Man 3 looks great. Um, the song I played before, one of the members of uh, Chris Cross, who was a, a rap group back in the day. Some of you younger guys may not remember them, but his name is Chris Kelly. Yeah, he passed away. And uh, we also had another death tonight in um, music. 
I'm sure Brassi knows, and I just, I'm sorry, I can't remember. Uh, it's been really an action-packed night here on TNA Chat Live. was great to have the trade dog. And you know what? I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's like the last couple of weeks I've been kind of down on TNA. Tonight they, they kind of drew, drew me back in with what I thought was a decent show. You know what? It doesn't cost me anything to watch. So I'll keep watching. I'll keep doing the show because I enjoy it. You know, will they embrace some of Trey's ideas? Maybe. Will they not? Maybe. Maybe they'll go in a completely different direction that's still good. You know, we'll have to see. They set some shit up tonight. Next week will be a live show, of course. So make sure you check it out. Give it a chance. Let's see what they do. But with that said, man, we are going long. I'm going to close this down. Thank you all for listening. This has been TNA Chat Live, only on the SNS Radio Network.